Welcome back to another Chunks episode, sit down and talk day today. Um, I think I'm liking this style. It's a bit more scripted, but I feel like I want to start providing value and a bit of my opinion on sort of things. Haha, <laughs> love it. Uh, I hope you've all been well. Hope you enjoyed the last episode with Grace. I thought it was such a great chat, just a cheeky plug there. Um, Amazing. Let's get into this Chunks episode. I know you're clicking on the video or the uh, podcast title just because you want to listen to what the topic is. But uh, just for some context, just got back from a trip in Sydney to visit Isika, which was so cute and lovely. And it was just before uni started. And I felt that for the first time this year, like I could just you know, take a pause and sort of enjoy life a bit. Obviously, we're still editing podcasts for all of you, so please tune into them. Um, but yeah, it was just nice to sort of just put the feet up a little bit and explore a different place for six days. Um, let's just say Melbourne is a lot better, but I feel like that is an entirely different conversation for a future episode. It feels good to know that Nothing has changed between Issaka and I, though. Um, I think we really... No, I don't think anything changed. Like, I still make her breakfast and coffee. Uh, maybe the only change is I didn't get to drive her around as much. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what she thinks of that. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, you're all, you're all on this episode. And I'm a bit rusty. Fire out. feel weird talking to a camera. But uh, we'll get back into it. We're going to talk about long-distance relationships, uh, which I'll call LDRs, or I'll probably call long-distance relationships. I don't know. I just wrote in my script that that's what I'll call them, um, as you may have guessed by the title of the video. Uh, I know Issaka and my long-distance relationship, or LDR, hasn't been going on for a very long time, but I did want to talk about it anyway, because I thought it was quite an interesting chat. Uh, and just for some context and a bit of preface... To this day, I still remember clearly sitting in my car with Issaka and she did bring up the topic around a long-distance relationship. Uh, the med applications are super competitive in Melbourne and she felt that she wasn't on the right trajectory to achieve that. Totally fine. Um, she's still on the path to becoming a doctor, which is very commendable and I have the utmost respect for her and anyone going through that process. Good on you. Far out. Um, at the time it did sort of shock me a little bit, of course, um, you don't really consider these things and of course you want to like be with your partner and spend as much time as possible with them, uh, regardless of whether they're going away or not. Like sometimes a six week holiday is like the worst thing in the world, but this is like long distance relationship. Um, we were going really strong and well beyond the honeymoon phase that we are all very familiar with. If you've had a partner, um, we weren't the most codependent relationship, but I could be extremely biased as well. Uh, so any friends out there who are shaking their heads right now, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I did sort of um, start to wonder what a life would be like between the two of us. Uh, a lot of growing and many conversations later. And we've gone and, got, we've gone and done the darn thing. We've gone and done the long distance relationship. Um, only, it's only been a month. So very early on, but I feel that we're coping really well. Just... As a, no one really asked Jaden, but you know, you got to be validated by what people think of you and your relationship, I guess, in these days. Um, super interesting conversation. I think just for context on myself as well, I've been a very like dependent person in relationships and have really enjoyed the physical touch aspect of it, of course, yada, yada, yada. Um, it isn't awkward to talk about those things. Of course, those things happen in a relationship, you know, a bit of kissing, a bit of hugging, uh, a bit of snoozing and cuddling next to each other. 
those sorts of things do happen in a relationship and I do sometimes put them at the top of my list and I think a lot of people do as well. Like that is probably one of the biggest contributing factors to why you end up being in a relationship with someone because you feel this physical connection with one another. So that was something that was bugging me a little bit, but I guess these are sort of five tips or things that I can take away from a long distance relationship so far. Um, And they're obviously subject to change. Uh, We're still very early days and I feel that there's so much growth potential in the relationship. Um, Let's get into it. So I wanted to, yeah, make this podcast or video, if you're watching, thank you, uh, to highlight my tips and takeaways from being in a long distance relationship as of recording today. My first tip was don't overthink it. Uh, In a world where everyone wants to have their say in things, ironic, I'm doing a podcast, uh, it is so hard to declutter background noise, so difficult. It is so hard to navigate these things and obviously with social groups and and friends uh, who might want to have a say in your sort of situation um, it can be so hard to navigate and and find a clear picture in your head because you've just got so many people talking into your ear and talking down you at you pretty much Uh, so I guess from my end when the conversations were starting like oh so like what's happening next year is he's graduating what's she doing oh she's doing med in Sydney and they're like oh, so are you going to do a long-distance relationship? Those sorts of things. These are the three main types of reactions uh, from people that uh, I had sort of had discussions about. So the first one was I told them about the LDR and they moved on and talked, asked how I felt about it. Love that. Massive tick. I thought that was such a great way of dealing with it and I appreciate anyone that that did do that because it just shifts the focus away from, oh, like, Oh, um, oh my God, like I could never do that. Like what's, what's happening? And then projecting feelings. And it's more like, let's shift the focus to how this person's feeling and, and, and see how we can go. And honestly, this is a long distance relationship video, but I think these skills are applicable to any sort of situation. Um, as a human being, you know, like we have so many conversations and so many relationships and so many interactions with everyone. And I just think it's so important to know and feel comfortable and confident in how to navigate conversations sometimes um so that was the first person the second one was the one that acknowledged that long distance relationships are super common and that it demonstrates a growth opportunity for the both of us and i i remember i think this was at work i forgot who it was uh but i stood at the end of the fitting table and i was like wow that that just validated and not that you need external validation, which I'll get into, but it was just so reassuring to hear that people had come across it because I think we're so young and we're so vulnerable to the fact that, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to uh, kiss my partner. I'm not going to be able to hold her hand in public or their hand in public. Um, and those things do weigh on you and you 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 might laugh, <laughs> like totally totally understandable, but it's a thing. Uh, in relationships like you enjoy the physical aspect of it and it's just so nice to hear that this person sort of brought a different light to it because I think in long distance relationships you think that you're the only people going through it and you're the only people that are going to experience this phenomenon no there are so many people doing long distance relationships whether that's work ends or like family like you think of I don't know maybe a parent who's like traveling the world to go um work like that is 
a long distance relationship in in a sense. So absolutely love this one. I should meet my computer. Um, <clears throat> and then the third one was the one that really questioned how it would work, the viability, and sort of projected their insecurities into our relationship, which I did want to discuss. Uh, I guess my message and my takeaway from this is that people really show their true colors when there's tea or gossip surrounding a situation that necessarily like isn't necessarily theirs. And I guess it understandably, you know, like it makes it so much easier for someone to have an opinion on things that isn't happening to them. And too many people live vicariously through others and sort of feed off the situations that they might consider difficult or that person who has been vulnerable and has expressed the, their concerns might consider might consider difficult that wasn't a sentence but the fact that this person or say myself has come out and been vulnerable and been like hey like this is actually happening uh i find it a little bit difficult and then all of a sudden you're barraged with oh my god like is it gonna work like oh my god like i could never do i could never do that and it's that projection that really it's cringe like grow up (laughs) please and it's so hard to navigate and I understand because everyone's very opinionated I'm very opinionated I have a podcast I'm talking about things um but just grow up and understand that you should be empathetic of others and to stop feeding into this toxic gossip and and I can never do that yada 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 but with that being said I was really grateful for those that were close to me because I think the way that they handled it was just beautiful. And I, I love you all, if you're listening. There were some instances where where people would tell us to break up, which was like, I don't know. I don't even think like how... Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if these people can even identify how insensitive that this can come across. And no, it wasn't... And don't get me wrong, it wasn't as if I needed every single person to validate our relationship or us doing long distance relationships. Like it's hard. Some people do break up or um, yeah, some some things don't work, but it's like, why do you feel the need to project your insecurities onto someone? And I guess I won't discuss much further, but it sort of opened up um, in my eyes. Why does everyone need to have a say on things? You know, uh, I don't know. That was that was my sort of main takeaway. And again, literally the most ironic point ever as I run a podcast and provide my own insight into things. But I think it's something that I'm so mindful of today because I guess I know I present this narrative of high school, uni and getting a job as like hell and that you shouldn't delve into it. But again, I'm doing it and I don't enjoy it. And that doesn't mean that thousands of other people out there don't enjoy it as well. Maybe there are, maybe there aren't. Uh, and some people are actually thriving and like doing and living their best life and honestly good on them. Um, it's so nice to see that and it's great to see that something's working for you, but I'm so mindful of projection and it is so hard to navigate because everyone wants to have an opinion on things. Um, which is probably why I don't blame most of the people reacting the way that they did. Um, and don't get me wrong, there were so many people, again, that were supportive um, or not even phased by the idea of a long-distance relationship. I think when you're in it, you start to cast- catastrophize a lot and think of the worst-case situ- situations. Um, but I'm really grateful for this and, and, and the way that people handled it uh, from my groups uh, really gave me confidence leading into it. But 
I also don't think it necessarily hurts to have some sort of validation sometimes. Um, but if you're solely reliant on other people's outlook on your life decisions, then I seriously implore you to either one look elsewhere for friends or, or, or surround yourself with people that aren't necessarily that vibe. Uh, or two, reevaluate your own habitual routines and identify like where are you lacking this validation? Is it from your parents? Is it from your friends? Is it uh, from you not achieving what you want to do? You know, find the source and please work on it. It is seriously not worthwhile people pleasing everyone or letting the opinions of others dictate the way that you function as an individual. Like imagine living like that. We probably actually don't have to, to be honest. We are like so painstakingly invested in what our closest groups have to say or what work friends have to say or friends have to say or families have to say, you know, and we stop to reevaluate on what is actually rewarding in our life uh, and what do we enjoy in life. And I think it alleviates so much added stress from societal expectations. So do what makes you happy is the is the, is the tip. And the first tip is to not overthink the long distance relationship. Like there can be so many extraneous variables like I discussed. Uh, and you know in yourself, like whether you love someone, I think there's always the gut feel and you should always trust your gut. Um, and it's honestly one other opinion against yours and you know yourself better. Like sure, it's great to have people backing you, but yeah, do you need people's opinions to validate your own relationship? Are you in it? Like like that you're in, sorry. Um, and whether it's positive or negative, I think it's some food for thought. Like not even for this situation, but for what you choose to do as a person. Like why let the judgment of other people dictate how you should behave and interact or what future p- pathways you have to pursue. Had to link it back to Life of Lamb, you know. Um, second tip is to keep busy. That was a fucking long winded first tip. Wow. Um, but the second tip is to keep busy, uh, call it a distraction or call it avoiding like the true thoughts and feelings coming through for a LDR, but being busy is firstly cliche, but secondly, I think pivotal to an LDR and it teaches you independence. And luckily for myself and Isika, we run pretty tight schedules that typically finish at the same time. Um, And honestly, I implore you to try and emulate this in your LDR. Uh, You'll find that your own life becomes more fulfilling as you time block. And it's such an important thing, time blocking. But you time block certain parts of your day to achieve certain things in hopes to schedule in time with your significant other. It's like, maybe I'll get all my meal prep done in the morning and then I'll gym uh, in the afternoon and then I'll do a bit of uni work leading towards the night. And then after dinner, it's like, okay, this time like I have to myself to watch Netflix or call or text you know those sorts of things um and i love this method holistically for your own life i find myself using apple calendar and using this in conjunction with to-do lists um and it seriously boosted my overall productivity the fact that you can set aside time in your day as a reward it sort of acts as a motivator for you to get your work done and have that reward and you feel good about it you're like i've fucking done everything that i need to do now I can just unwind and relax and really enjoy my night instead of, oh, every, I have to do everything, far out. And and by bi- by keeping busy as well, your mind will naturally fixate on the task at hand, uh, which means when you aren't busy 
or doing something, all your mind can sort of think of is your significant other. Uh, and honestly, this tip has like improved my overall happiness because it's sort of reinvigorated the yearning and the reward that you feel from the honeymoon stages in a relationship. Not that it ever waned in my relationship with Issachar, but it's added this element where like I don't wound up being complacent and I'm constantly looking for ways to be productive to achieve reward at the end of the day or it's like I work super hard to maintain the relationship and find the time to spend with her when I can. And a lot of people talk about the chase and how much fun it is in a relationship, which is honestly fair enough. Like it's great. It's it's um, like that's what we're primed as human beings to do. It's like that chase, like the thrill of of uh, grabbing the attention of a woman to or like, you know, caveman, ooga booga sort of thing. Um but I've seen qu- quotes where it's like, oh, um, like the game doesn't stop when you've achieved your partner because all these other people that might have been in line are also still playing that game. And if you become complacent, they will reach elsewhere, which is like, I think it's cringe, but I think it's very applicable as well, to be honest, because yeah, like you don't want to be complacent um, in a relationship and you want to keep working and making the relationship exciting. Because, yeah, I don't know. It sounds very objectifying, but like when you're in a relationship and you don't continue to do things that excite you and your significant other, like there are so many differing outcomes that might not be in your best interest, to be honest. Um, And that's tip two, remain busy. Tip three, over-communicating is not a bad thing and don't expect things if they're not being said or voiced. And I think this message is a message to everyone, not just those who are doing long distance, but in the workplace, amongst friends, you know, communicating or even over communicating is such an important skill and it's such a determining factor for your own happiness. And I don't mean this in a nagging way. I mean this in a way that informs someone, I'm not going to say partner, someone about how you feel. Because it's important to set these boundaries in life. It's important to have your own set of morals and and boundaries and things that you follow and things that you value so that other people can respect that. These things are like how you might feel, what you're up to today, or when you might be free throughout the week. This is more relationship, but how you feel is such an important thing. So I'll put that one into context. It's a fucking killer, man. Like too many times in my past relationships... I've been like this, ooh, macho man and contained like everything within myself and would not voice how I was feeling, what certain actions meant. And sometimes it's like, it's really hard because you don't know how to voice it. But I guess it led to me acting out and doing things that maybe I felt justified, but my partner was the bearer of, the ex-partner, sorry, was probably the bearer of whatever stupid shit that I did. And this is because I knew in my own narrative how I was feeling. But my partner did not. So as you can imagine, they might be teetering along, super happy in the relationship. And then all of a sudden, boom, fuck you. And everything hits the ceiling. How, like, it's it's such, it's such like, oh, what do you call it? It's such a, just change in scenery, to be honest. Like, just instant just what what the fuck is happening and how does that make someone feel you know 
So talking about your feelings is so imperative to any relationship. Not I used an ex-partner relationship sort of as an example, but whether, yeah, it is a friendship or it's a friend training you like shit or not inviting you to things or a nagging parent, communication is so necessary and I cannot stress this enough. Think of it like in this sense, like we are not telepathic. telepathic. We're not telepathic at all even though you might think you are. Um, like, how are we meant to know how someone else is feeling? Like, we obviously don't. And not unless we we have voiced it or they have voiced it or we're told through someone else. Or think of it in a work sense. How are you going to achieve your dream job or promotion if you're not facilitating the conversations that demonstrate that you're interested in furthering yourself within that position? You know, like, shout out Richard. Uh, I'm going to use you in ex- as an example. Nab, he was in probably bottom tier and he just, he one day he was just like, I'm going to the manager and I'm going to ask for a promotion. And yeah, it wasn't the first initial step of the interaction um, where he got promoted. In fact, he kept doing it. He kept nagging. He kept sort of banging on the door, but in a respectful way. And now he's been promoted. Like, if you don't think that communicating things doesn't solve things if you don't think communicating things doesn't solve things that is your own issue and this is me trying to convince you that communicating is so so important like for the boss or the manager like all they care about like for all they know that for all they know you are their worker and you're working for them for x wage and x compensation they don't care about your aspirations some do don't get me wrong but unless you're like banging on the door or seeking the opportunities, I don't know. They they have millions of other things to do. You are just another fly on the wall. But you have to make yourself be that annoying ass fly that's flying around you. Wow, awesome analogy, Jaden. <laughs> so same goes to relationships, especially like when you are physically distant from each other and your partner isn't able to read your body language. Like you're not like in the corner <laughs> sort of thing. Or like, oh, rolled over on the other side of the bed. Like you can't tell, you know? So being able and like being able to interpret tone via text message is just so difficult. Like, oh gosh, it's just it's a completely different ball game in that sense. So if you're not able to communicate effectively and be semi vulnerable about your feelings, anything and everything goes to shit. And I would hate for your relationships or friendships to go to waste because you couldn't speak up about how you feel. Like, guys, it's 2023. <laughs> Talking about your emotions is cool. <laughs> you know, like, just tell people how you feel. It's 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 hard. I'm not going to say it's not hard at all. But also, there are, like, pointers out there. Like, if you can't articulate how you feel in the moment, just ask for some space. Hey, like, I just need a moment to think about this. And then find the words to voice how you feel. It's a skill. It's like any skill. You have to practice it and you have to be able to understand how you feel because I think it's just so important and you will not get anywhere unless you know how you feel and are able to articulate it. Refer to the above. Tip four is utilize different ways to show affection and think outside the box pretty much. Um, And it's like, this is more a technological route and uh, how technology can play a part in furthering your long distance relationship. So obviously you lose your physical touch instantaneously 
uh, unless you're visiting quite frequently and you have sort of the cash and money to do so. Luckily for me, Isika is in Sydney, so it's quite a cheap flight round uh, up and back. Um, so LDRs void you of ways that you might have shown affection in the past. So it's time for you to go back to square one and rethink how you want to approach this, to be honest, which is, this is, refers to point two. Like it's so interesting because it's back to square one. You're you have to sort of reestablish yourself and find different ways to excite your partner, uh, spoil them, uh, treat them really nicely or solve dilemmas, those sorts of things. Um, but don't fear, it's not the end of the world. And it sort of, yeah, again, t- ties into that second point. Um, you now have to think of different ways that you can show appreciation for your partner. And with the help of technology, God, there is there is so much out there that you can do. My God. And I find it, so exciting with the technological developments um, that allow us to firstly communicate via channels like FaceTime and Zoom, like so convenient, but also be able to like update each other throughout the day, like via photos, like if we don't have time to talk and I'll get into that in a bit. Um, So here are some of the best apps that you can use in a long distance relationship, or even if your friend has moved somewhere far away, I'm not sponsored. I'll have a link to them in the show notes below if you want to try these out because I think they're cool in a friendship anyway. So first one, Widgets. Uh, Widgets is an application and, well, obviously, <laughs> it is amazing, I think. And um, in iOS, you're able to pop them on your like lock screen and everything. So Isika and I have how far apart we are. I don't know how effective or viable that is, to be honest, but we can see when we're together. So that's awesome. But you can also have like countdowns to days that you get to see each other or like days that you have a certain date on, which is so amazing. And you can sort of see into the future and have something to look look forward to, which is such a huge point as well. It's like being able to set those timelines and have something to be excited for and, and get around. Uh, Note it. Note it is such a great app for you if you're a bit of an artsy individual. I'm most definitely not. And I'm such a bad drawer, which makes it really funny because you can actually see the replay of what you're drawing, (laughs) which is so funny. Um, Oh my God. Anyway, the like you're able to draw each other's pictures and you can have like a widget icon on your phone and you can just see like what what people are drawing you know like oh cheeky i miss you those sorts of things very cute very wholesome uh locket locket is an amazing app and totally shits on snapchat in my opinion like snapchat has become this phenomenon where the only real purpose of it is to send selfies back and forth like so boring and such a waste of time to be honest locket like I, I have Snapchat still and I have like two people on there that I talk to and I probably reply within like three business days. I'm not going to lie. Um, but Locket allows you to take photos and it essentially it pops up on the widget icon that you can put on your like lock screen. No, not your lock screen, your home screen. Uh, so you can sell, send selfies and they're just like, they're there. It's like having a little um, necklace that like flips out with the, with the face, with the frame, but it's like updated. I don't know. It's very cool. It's very cute. It, it, and it allows you to sort of update each other throughout the day uh, about like what you're doing. Um, even if, no, sorry. It allows you to update, it allows you to update each other on what you're doing throughout the day without the need to text and those sorts of things, which is so cool. Such a great app. And FaceTime, absolute staple this one and is probably self-explanatory like whether it's a dinner date or a brief conversation after work or when they're commuting, it's obviously so nice to see and hear your partner in real time. Use Facebook for anything and take that in any way that you want. (laughs) 
And all these apps are actually free to use, but if you have a bit of cash to spare, there's always the option for next day delivery. If you do have money, there are so many services out there that allow same day delivery or even next day delivery. Things like flowers are so easy to purchase and to send to your partner. Like they become custom customized customizable as well because you can write a little message and everything. So if you're celebrating like an anniversary but not necessarily with them, you can just send them flowers. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And technology is just so cool. And tip four has just been like some of the ways that highlight how lucky we are as a generation to have access to these sorts of things. I remember talking to dad about how he used to do a long distance relationship and how long it would take for him to mail and receive the mail and then write another mail and then send it out again. And his phone bills were so expensive as well. It's like to be able to call overseas is just crazy. Like you can just FaceTime and use your internet. Like how privileged are we to have access to this technology? And it's so easy to use. Utilize it to your advantage and bolster your relationship with it because it really just drives a lot of success in these sorts of situations because we are still connected. Yes, not physically, but we can still see and and be informed as to like what someone's doing and you don't have the stress or anxiety if you have trust in a relationship, of course, of what your partner's up to because you can just give them a call, give them a buzz, send them a widget, send them a drawing that you might have sat down on the toilet and, and written, you know, like, or drawn, sorry. Um, it's just amazing. Um, final tip is enjoy it. You two obviously love one another and have committed to this phenomenon. At the end of the day, it's, it's better to try your hardest, I think, um, and for it to not work out then think of the possibilities and cut it there and then think of, oh, like, what if we stayed and what if we did the, what if we listened to Jaden's advice as this episode is released, you know? Um, yeah, that's probably it from me. Uh, if you found this helpful or know someone that would find this helpful, um, please send it to them and share this around. Like, it would mean the absolute world to me. I think uh, I really want to just put value out there and this is sort of my means of doing it and I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's been really, um, I'm not done by the way. It's been honestly an eye-opening experience because I guess we've had an insight. So Issachar and I have had an insight into how we function and how complementary our lifestyles are. Obviously, you need to have those conversations before you commit to a long-distance relationship as to whether it's viable because Issachar and I both knew how busy we were as people. So it was more going to be, it was actually originally going to be more of a struggle on my end because it was like, what am I going to be doing to fill time? And now I've found the podcast and I'm doing like ex- extra curricular activities to not compensate for her absence. It, it actually furthers me as a person because I'm out here juggling all these things and doing it. And then I use time with Isika as a reward. It's something that I look forward to. And honestly, that... That probably rounds it out. If you want more episodes like this, like please let me know. Like if you have any more questions. Um, but speaking of questions, actually no, never mind. We're like, yeah, it's my one takeaway, I guess, to summarize everything, which is very complicated for a long distance relationship, is not overthink it. Like don't overthink it. Too often we are dictated by what other people perceive to be our best interest. But it's like, 
that's them, how would they know what we're interested in or, or motivated to do or wanting to do? Like, they don't know us. They don't know you. And yes, it isn't their fault um, that they're projecting. And it's annoying, I know. But it's also our job to take ownership and determine what situation best suits us in the future. So more of a career pathway for that one. Sorry to bring it back to that. But I think it's just like we shouldn't let other people's opinions deter what we want to actually pursue. Um, And with that, I want to say that know that you'll make the right decision and don't let other people determine otherwise. Now into questions. Thank you those who've sent some questions. We've only got a couple, which is which is good actually. I think this will be a perfect uh, chunks episode. It'll be nice and short, uh, filled with information. We love to see it. Uh, so Regine asked what the hardest part of being in a long distance relationship is. I would just say the physical touch. I've actually really enjoyed the... Uh, the phenomenon of being in an LDR because I've been able to juggle my time so much better and be productive and also be my own independent human being as well. But having the company and the love that I, that is present in Issachar in my relationship because we both love each other so much. And yeah, it's just super exciting to be honest. I think like just the hardest part is obviously, yeah, the physical and touch and also the accessibility f- towards one another like I was able to just drive over to the city and, and hang out with it but now it's like I have to plan and forward plan and organize times to go see her like when are we free oh are you going to come to Melbourne or am I going to go to Sydney those sorts of things uh, she also Regine also asked how long distance relationship affected your love languages very good question far out um I'd say phys- I'd say I'm a combination of all the love languages. I don't know if you can actually say that. <laughs> like I know there's certain types that people gravitate towards. I was definitely like a physical touch person, but now I'm sort of gravitating towards like words of affirmation because yeah, sometimes uh, these career conversations do wane on me and sometimes you need that sort of pick me up from a partner or it's like quality time. Like I'm blocking out time to spend with Isika and it's like we're trying to like either meal prep together over the phone or uh use Netflix party those sorts of things like to get around um what are the other ones gift giving yeah it's awesome like sending out uh flowers acts of service is a hard one I remember just like going uh like the past six days I was cooking at breakfast because I feel like I get acts of service from like my Asian background from grandma and also my dad uh, also, mum, like everyone, I'm a full Asian. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so Richard asked, do you feel the need to talk every day? Uh, no, honestly, I actually don't. And I feel like you go into the expectation that you will talk every day and you will call every day. I don't think you need to. I think it's more about where are you setting aside time? In Yeah, where are you setting aside time? And it doesn't have to be every day. Like it might be every second day or you might have like, a day that you sort of come together and that's like your time for the week sort of thing because Issachar and I are so fucking busy I'm not gonna lie and I know there's all these studies and conversations about how people that say that they're busy are like the laziest people fair enough on you but I feel like yeah a lot of shit is happening in both of our lives so no we don't feel the need to talk every day it might just be the bookend of each day like a good morning good night but other than that it's not like it's a it's not I shouldn't say priority but it's it's more that are there any monumental moments that we need to update each other on? And it's not like, how are you doing? What are you doing? 
what are you up to? What's the weather like? <laughs> you know, those sorts of things. Like it's, it's actually broadened our conversation and like what discussion we're able to have because we're both so wary of the time that, or the limited time that we have to communicate. So I think in that way, long distance relationships are actually really beneficial because think of like, if you're spending day after day after day after day after day with your partner and don't get me wrong, love it. So good. But what sort of conversations are you going to be having at the end of it? Like, are you going to dry out your whole relationship by the end of it? Just some food for thought. Uh, Andreas asked, what was the lowest points of doubt or doubt you had and how were they overcome? I think I've sort of covered this one as I've gone throughout the podcast. It was more the physical touch and those sorts of things, but it's like keeping busy is probably the best and surrounding yourself with a great network of friends has been really good as well. My friends have been amazing in terms of like being able to hang out and, and socialize with them. Not that I didn't with Issaquah in the picture, but you know, there's always the preference that you want to hang out with your partner as much as you can when you can. But lowest point was, yeah, probably just the conversations leading up to it and like the dread of doing a long distance relationship, which, which actually didn't um, come into fruition until like probably the week that Isika was going to leave and we were in Sydney and we had to say goodbye at the airport and I was like so upset. That was probably the lowest point. But then after the goodbye, I think like we just fell back into rhythm um, which was so lovely. Uh, Caitlin just said, would have loved this, would have loved something like this when I was in an LDR. It'll help, it'll help so many people. Thank you, Caitlin. Really appreciate that. Um, and to finish off, Aaron has asked, do you do online boom, boom, lol? And with that, we're going to end the episode there. <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate every single one of you. And if you did, um, find something useful, like please shoot me a text uh, or a DM. DMs are always open. I love chatting to you and I love um, having these conversations with you. And I feel like Chunks is going to take that sort of direction in the future, which is really exciting. Um, be sure to follow at Life of Land Podcast on Instagram and I'll catch you in the next episode. Yo!